On today's show, Spencer Dinwiddie has been awesome on the court. How has he been such a great fit so soon? Plus, he talked about his time with Washington and spilled the entire tea about his time with the Wizards. Why has Dallas been so different for him so far? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs Podcast. believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Dinwiddie winner, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, Nick. You went to the game over the weekend, the fun game, kind of fun game. I didn't. The second I half was fun. It was very. I couldn't fun. say it was a big win, but it was it was at least a fun second half, fun fourth quarter. But you have a scarf over the top of your head. Mm. This came from the game, right? Like what? How? How did you get this scarf? Because I've seen a million <laughs> a million fans with this scarf. So yeah, it was uh, Slovenia night. That Luca did not play in, which is just wild <laughs> on oh. Saturday. And so it was Slovenia night. They had these scarves they were passing out. Uh, somebody left this one because I was I didn't get there early enough to get one. So somebody left this. Always check the rows around you if you go to Mavs games. Always yeah. check. There's, there's going to be just stuff. Uh, you and I found like all these posters. We found like all these Dirk towels and stuff, that Dirk's night. And so, yeah, always check around you. But, yeah, I went to the game, got to go as a fan. Love the energy. Just the energy around you. There was so many random Kings fans around me in the arena <laughs> where I was sitting. Wow. It was just so strange, but uh, incredible experience seeing basically Dorian hit a game winning shot, which I was telling my wife during the game. I was like, that's my favorite Maverick right there. I just, I just, I just went for it. Love like him. Dorian's my favorite Maverick. And then yep. he hit a game winner. It was incredible. Uh, but on today's show, we got to talk about the guy that made an incredible impact in that game. And that's Spencer Dinwiddie. We'll talk about why he has been so good for the Mavericks, why his transition has been so easy. And he he had an incredible quote after that Kings game that we're going to get into. Then we'll talk about uh, why this team has been so resilient. There's been there's a stat that Mavs.com uh, has been tweeting out that the Mavericks um, the Mavericks have have trailed by ten points or more in thirteen games this year and have come back to win in those games. That's incredible. How has this team changed yeah. that so much? I went back and looked into the numbers, so we'll get to that. And then we'll also may talk a little bit about the Utah game coming up tonight because that is a pretty big one for the Mavs. But Spencer Dinwiddie, he's been so good for the Mavs so early. It's been wild to see how, how seamlessly he's fit in. Uh, the shot has been great for him. That was a big question that you keep raising about can he hit another? Sh- can he hit an open shot? Can he hit a three? He's hitting pull-up shots. He's hitting catch-and-shoot shots. I mean, he is just... 41% from three. So far with the Mavs. It's been amazing. It's been amazing to see. Uh, and he's just fitting into his role. He's not trying to push too much. Now, it is only seven games in, right? We're going to we're gonna pump the brakes a, a tiny bit on it and not say that, you know, oh, he's, he's this incredible, blah, 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 one of the greatest, you know, Mavs guards. Like, where do we put him in the echelon? Like, we're not doing that. I'm not ready to say he's the second star. Some people tweeted at me that the other night. I, I'm not ready to say he's the second star for Luka. Yeah, like, is he taking Din- Is he taking Brunson's spot already? Like, let's calm down on that. Brunson Brunson helped that game a lot, too. And, and uh, the two of them in tandem have been incredibly good. Like, I think their net rating right now is plus 20, which is insane. 
uh, for those two guys on the court in a decent amount of time so far. But Dinwiddie had a comment after the game about his time in Washington, about why he has fit so well into this Maverick system already. And uh, as I said in the intro, he spilled the entire tea. You have to listen to this. We'll we'll play it and let's go ahead. Well, I was going to give a little preface to it of the little context that there were reports of him coming out of Washington, you know, once the trade happened that team, I think Kevin O'Connor said at the ringer that he had heard that, you know, teammates didn't want him there. And it was, it became this, You know, as soon as the trade happened, not just that they didn't want him there, they didn't like him. That was the yes, Kevin O'Connor the teammates report. We didn't talked about like that. him. The team didn't like like, and it's basically a chemistry type of issue yeah. when we really hadn't seen that in the past with Dinwiddie because, like, Brad Beal wanted him in Washington, right? Like, players like Dinwiddie. Like, I talked with Tyler Bay a few years ago. Feels it's crazy. It's been a few years, but yeah, well, or last year, a year and a half, whatever it was, for a story on Tyler Bay's like bio thing. And at, towards the end of that conversation over the phone, he was telling me how close he is with Colorado alum in the league. And he's like, Andre Roberson and Robertson and Spencer Dinwiddie. And it's like, and I know it's just a tiny example, but it's like people like Dinwiddie. So it's kind of weird when that report came out. And it's even more, it, it, it was cool, not really cool, but seeing Dinwiddie talk about it in this manner that he he takes a lot of pride in like, hey, I'm not a bad team chemistry guy. Yeah, yeah, right. And so this is what he had to say about his time in Washington. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, what hurt the most, right? Like, you've you've interviewed me several times now, right? Like, I've never bashed Washington. You know what I'm saying? I've never said any other thing about the team. In fact, I, I think, uh, you know, the owner or chairman, Ted, I thank Tommy Shepard, Jim, and I thank Brad for, for those three kind of collectively deciding to give me my contract. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to pay somebody coming off ACL. I'm appreciative of that. Appreciative of my time there. Right. And I think um Wes, although being a first time head coach, has a, a wealth of basketball knowledge. So to be bashed out on 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 the way out the door, um hurt my feelings for sure. I think I'm human, of course. And you gotta remember, like, I won a lot of games for them. When we were, what is it, 10 and one at one point, and like, you know, 12 and five, whatever it was, when everybody was going crazy and we had all those clutch games and I was the one hitting the game winners. You know what I'm saying? Look at the Indiana game, 39 and six or something like that. Like second game of the season, two Boston games, game winners brought them back in the fourth. Like I was the one doing that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's back when I wasn't playing back to backs and, you know, my knee may swell up a little bit and things like that. Cause I was only what, six months, seven months post op, something like that. You know what I mean? And I was fighting through for those guys and, you know, when when the role changed and they wanted me to, you know, pass more, they felt like I was scoring a lot. I did that. I I, I took my foot off the gas scoring wise because that's what they felt like the team needed to get Pope and Kuz and them shots. And I said, look, I already got paid. This is about y'all trying to, you know what I'm saying, get the shots that y'all need, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So to, like I said, to get kind of kicked out the door was was a wild feeling. I, I hadn't really experienced that before. Um, but I still have nothing ill to say other than, yes, it hurt my feelings. And, you know, but... Just like with anything else, uh, you become cautiously optimistic about your new situation. And so far, it's a, it's a great fit. Um, I love what they asked me to do here, which is, like I said, getting the paint. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to do that and try to continue to be of service. All right. We got Coach K waiting by. So thank you for your time, Spencer. We thank appreciate you. A lot of times people want to do the thing that the Warriors are kind of doing right now, where you're like walking and chewing gum at the same time, where you have like the, the, you know, the veteran players that can win now. And then you're bringing along the young guys too. like every team wants that, like, okay, we can win now, but we also have this young core. We're bringing around. Like, I feel like all fans want that. 
uh, and want to talk about. You know, at the beginning of the season, we were even getting sucked into the, dang, all of a sudden, look at this Josh Green, Moses Brown, Frank Nilakina. They have this kind of mini young core at the end of their bench, and you get sucked into that. But the problem with a team like that and a team like the, what the Wizards have is what Dinwiddie was talking about is that you have all these different roles. You have these guys you want to try to bring along. You have to get Kuzma shots. Like you have to feed him shots for development. You have to feed some of these guys, Rui, Denny. You have to feed some of these guys shots. And so it changes some of the roles around and changes what you know the coach asks you to do. And it messes things up for, for other players like Spencer Dinwiddie. And so now he comes into Dallas and they don't have to do that with anybody else. Like there's nobody else that they're like feed shots to. And now that with without Tim Hardaway Jr. with him sidelined, it's even more wide open for him right now. I'm curious how that would how that would change when if you know when Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back. But for right now, everything's set right now, and it's been working really well for him. Yeah, I I think I would be curious on if Tim wasn't hurt with how this thing would be playing out. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to do any hot takes of what no. the summer will look like, but, but it's been helpful. Like right, it, like it's not like that it would be bad if Tim was playing. But it's been yeah. helpful that it's now so defined. Tim was kind of like the one guy where you're like, what's his role? He's not like a strict catch and shoot guy, but he also, you know, takes a lot of shots. And I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a yeah. little more foggy with him than it is with the rest of the team. Yeah. And they're at a different spot, too. I think the Wizards, you know, when you when you make that big trade and you know you trade off Westbrook and you get these pieces in and it's like, yeah, they were they're they were going for it, you know, trying to make the playoff. But they also have the young guys, too. So. For him, I mean, this quote, there's so many different angles you can take to this quote, but just him, I think there's there's an emotional side of that quote of it really did hurt his feelings because it goes back to what we said right before we hit play on that, that this hasn't been a thing about Dinwiddie. So if you you take a lot of pride in being a good teammate and being a good professional to hear those things about you, it has to piss you off and hurt your feelings. And especially whenever you're coming off the injury like he did and he feels, you know, he's like, man, I, I fought for these guys. Like I... You know, he, what did he say whenever he first came to Dallas? He didn't have to play the first, what, 25, 30 games. It's like he wanted to. And he was on this rest play and not playing back to backs and all this stuff. And for him to fight through that stuff and then get that stuff on, on the on the way out, it really did hurt his feelings. So coming up, why has it been such an easy transition for him? Why has it been such a good fit? And what are the Mavericks doing now that they didn't before Spencer Dinwiddie uh, joined the team? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. Coconut brownie chunk. Just like, I think changed my life. Right? Did it change your life, Isaac? Uh, For the better, yeah. Changed my life. <laughs> I have now the go-to bar. I have a go-to snack. I have a go-to thing when I want some chocolate. I uh, I tried on. Uh, I tried a Reese's cup with like pretzels in it. They have like this new like big cup with pretzels in it. We're like, okay, let's try this. Honestly, I would rather have the coconut brownie chunk bar than that Reese's cup that I just had. That's insane. But that's how good these bars are. Covered in 100% chocolate. They're good for you as well. Check out the, the Pups bars. They have marshmallow in them, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar in that bar. And you can get them all using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. So check it out, built.com. Try all the different bars. Get a get a mixed box to start because I think everybody's going to be a little different in how they like them. I like the ones with fruit a little bit more. Isaac likes some of the cookies and cream ones a little bit more. Um, all that. So try out a whole bunch of different ones and use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar. Built, they're built different. They just are. Built different. All right, Isaac Harris, people were, were clowning me in the YouTube comments because I, I continued the bit when I do solo pods that I come back from break and say, all right, Isaac. 
Maybe I, conti- I should do that on solo pods. I continued that over the weekend. I just thanks, enjoyed. Dick. It's my, so it's my favorite bit. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie has been great, and we've been talking. We played the clip in the first segment about how you know he. It, it hurt his feelings that they were saying things in Washington about how you know he wasn't a good teammate and how team, teammates didn't like him. And um, it reminded me of, of, of sort of how Jason Kidd has approached the Mavericks this year. Jason Kidd had heard you know these things about himself as a coach, how he was you know too tough and blah 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 and negative. And we've seen him. I mean, we we got the drop. We'll we'll, we'll play it for the rest of time. This is a positive world. He has been incredibly positive and has been you know incredibly. Um, like player friendly and and all that through this season. It seems like he took the almost, it's like he took the notes and he shifted and it's been such a benefit for the Mavs. And I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is going to take the notes from the wizards and be like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to do what I'm doing and, uh, and, you know, take the, take the, the notes that everybody's telling. But the thing about the Spencer Dinwiddie quote, what was so crazy is that he was like all the success at the beginning of the season. That was me. I, I did that. I, I was doing those things, right? I was hitting the game winners. I was the one scoring all these points. And then when we decided randomly in the middle of the season, let's change stuff up to get Kuz more shots and Pope more shots and all these other people more shots, everything changed on him. I chuckled whenever he went that route because that's that's when the quote turned, you know? That's it's bold like, right there. It's like, all right, now I'm going to lay it down of like, I hit the clutch shots. Let me, I put up 30-something against Indiana in that win, second game of the season. I What about those Boston games? He starts reminding the things, and it's like, oh, okay, this has really been on your mind, right? Like that, That's what... Uh, He's been waiting for a, a chance yeah. to do this, for sure. Oh, yeah. So He pulled I, I out all the receipts, too. He's like, here's a receipt. This is a receipt. Remember that Indiana game? that He like started naming the games. Yeah, I mean, this has obviously been something on his mind, and seeing those reports and stuff that it had to piss him off. You take any, t- you know, you, you take a lot of pride in your work and especially your relationships, and and for that to get tarnished in a way. I mean, how many Mavs fans really did think that about Dinwiddie when he came in, right? I mean, I mean, I got a text from somebody that I barely talk basketball with, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you know, Mavericks made a big trade. What do you think about it?" And I, you know, tell them my thoughts, and they're like, "Yeah, but is this Dinwiddie guy like a locker room cancer?" I'm like, Oof. I, mean, "I don't think so." But like, you see some of the, you know, the only headline that you might see about Dinwiddie over the past, you know, few months, it's like, you know, you kind of hate it for a guy like that 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 kind of got attached to his name and it had to, you know, it obviously bothered him. You can go back and look at our, our trade pod after the trade happened and go look at the comments in there. I'm sure, I'm sure there's people that have yeah. said that. Uh, and I think a lot of Mavs fans have changed their opinion about Dinwiddie over this, this last stretch. I see posts every day <laughs> on, trade. Re- on Reddit about like, Hey, I'm going to eat crow on this one. I love the trade. I'm in on the trade now. <laughs> like it's just, it's kind of funny how people have changed their, their opinion, but I appreciate those that have changed and they're like, Hey, I'll admit that I didn't like it. And now it's been good. Yeah, and it was just, you know, you go, I, I quote tweeted the tweet I sent out right after the trade, and I was like, man, because I, I mean, I was just like floored at the the initial fan reaction on, you know, just one platform of Twitter. And it's like, it's like, wow, like it was such a negative reaction from the fan base about trading KP that it, it kind of, it really did, you know, catch me off guard. And I'm like, so I tweeted, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm higher on this trade than, than, than a lot of the fans are and the amount of replies on that tweet. That's like, help me make sense of this. This is a disaster, you know, just all of it. And it's like, can we give it a chance? Can we just give it a chance? And, 
Yeah, I mean, we're seven games in. There's no, you know, this isn't a victory lap time. We'll really take a victory lap if the Mavericks go into the second round and Dinwiddie's averaging, you know, like 20-something a game in the playoffs yeah, coming off the bench. And you're like, let's go. Which, quietly, he's averaged 17 points a game right now. That'd be his second highest in his career. He averaged 20 that one season in Brooklyn. But it's fun, man. I mean, we'll, we'll also take the L on the Jason Kidd thing at the beginning of the season, too, right? Like, <laughs> if they go into the second round and he, he coaches them into the second round, we'll take the L on that one for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. We can get into that at a later date. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, that we're, so, we'll definitely, definitely have things we take our L's on. <laughs> uh, sure. In the last three years, only four non Luka Mavs have scored 36 points in a game. Dinwiddie did it over the weekend. I'm going to guess KP did it five times. KP did do it five times, and we started this podcast over twice, so Isaac knows this stat already. Tim Hardaway has done it three times. One of those was the Detroit game when his dad was there. I think Luka didn't play in that game. And then Curry did it once. That's it. Only four Mavs have scored 36 or more points in a game uh, in the last three years. That's wild. So Luka getting help. Dinwiddie has been been awesome. And one of the reasons why it's been so easy for him, in the last – Let's take the last seven games. The last seven games for every single team. If we just took the stats from those games, the Mavs are driving 60 times a game. <laughs> There's usually like 100 possessions or so in a game, right? That's about average. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. drives. That's a lot of just straight north and south drive to the rim. Um, number two in drives per game is Indiana with, 50 set, with uh, 55. Mavs are driving five more times a game than the number, than number two. Uh, number 30 is Denver with 23 drives a game. Like, just think about the stylistic differences between driving 60 times a game and 23 times a game. Um, but before the trade, you take the entire season before Dinwiddie started for the Mavs and actually played his first seven games. The Mavs are driving 46 times a game. They're driving 14 more times a game. They've added this to their game to their game where they can now uh, attack the basket a little bit more. And they're kicking out on about 40% of those of those drives. They're kicking out to shooters. They're moving the ball around. And there's been a lot more ball movement based off of just those numbers right there and based off of you know Dinwiddie being added to the maps. Dinwiddie's ability to get to the rim has changed so much. Huge. That's clearly, you know, part of the role that you know they're asking him to do. I mean, I think he talked about it in that in that clip there that, you know, hit. He just, it feels like, I mentioned on yesterday's pod, it feels like it's not like a quick, it's almost like a Luca type of thing of he's kind of bigger. He's like that six five, six six guard, but it's not the quickness really. It's like this craftiness of I can get to the rim any dang time I want to get to the rim. On Twitter, he said he was six six. He responded to somebody and somebody was like, Spencer Dinwiddie's bigger than I thought he was. And he just responded and said, six, 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 um, like, which I believe him in person. He looks a little bit bigger. Like he looks yeah. bigger than you would think. And you're like, man, he's like a wing out there. I mean, he's at least two inches taller than Josh green. <laughs> you look at him yeah. and like, dang, if only Josh green is a little bit bigger as a wing, but uh, and, he, and he has long arms too, which we talked about as a positive on the yes. defensive end, but it's a, been a big positive on the offensive end too. Cause he's not this, he's not this athlete's going to jump out of the gym either. But he can still get to the rim and finish around the rim. And he's finishing around guys. Like he finished a couple times around Sabonis, where it's just like you couldn't tell that Sabonis was bigger than him because his arms were just stretching around Sabonis, you know, around his arms and and all that and getting to the rim. Uh the Mavs are also going to the free throw line a lot more now that they've added Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie has you know added that to his game, and that's something that I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about is that his his ability to get to the line has been something that's added to the Mavs. That was one thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I lamented about, about Brunson's game is that it, to take the next level for Brunson, he's got to get to the line more. He takes like two free throws a game. It's got to be more than that if he wants to take the next step up for him. 
Uh, and Dinwiddie does that in, with his game. Now, there's things that Dinwiddie doesn't do that Brunson does, but that's one thing that's different. Yeah, and you know he was, what, 12 or 13 from the free throw lines, 10 of 10 Huge. from the line in the first half the other day. Just to give you a sense about how much Dinwiddie's driving. So if you break down Luka Doncic's offensive possessions off synergy, jump shots, 50, 53% of Luka's offensive possessions are jump shots, okay? Around the basket, like shots around the basket for Luka, 18% of his offensive possessions are around the basket, okay? So let's just do that. 53% jump shots, 18% around the basket. Spencer Dinwiddie, jump shots, 45% of his offensive possessions around the basket, 38% That's a lot. of his offensive possessions in Dallas so far in 17 in seven games are around the basket. Like that is a ton for Luca. 15% of his offensive possessions. around. It just goes to show you like, that's an obvious thing that they're asking him to do. He can do it. He's good at it. And he like, it's, it's adding a dynamic to this offense of it's not just having another, you know, creator out there, another ball handler out there that can get his own shot. Was he showing he can do the sidestep three. He could yep. take a little, you know, a little jumper there, but the guy can get to the rim and he can get to the rim a little bit better than what Brunson can get to the rim. And he's bigger. He can finish over these guys. So it's just added this element to this offense that they didn't have, you know, pre KP. Well, shout out to KP, by the way. Good, good debut. Great in, debut in Washington. for him. Happy for him. I hope he finishes the season strong. I hope he finishes the season playing. And let's see, you know, Washington ain't going to go anywhere, but like, I'm happy for him that he had a good outing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, saw a couple of Washington <laughs> Wizards writers saying, well, Wizards won the trade. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're just going <laughs> to won the trade. Each side is just going to say that after the, after the players have had a good game either, either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming up. After their win against the Kings on Saturday, Dallas has now erased 19-plus point deficits twice in the span of a week. They came back from down 19 two times against the Warriors and against the Kings. How has this team become so incredibly resilient? We're going to look back over the last couple years and this year to see how it's been different. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Football is over. Uh, basketball is full steam ahead right now. The latest props, odds, lines, totals, all that. Check out Bet Online. It's the best spot for all your sports scores, news, and everything this season. Check out NBA odds. They have stuff that you can bet on right now. Chicago Bulls playing in Philadelphia are seven point underdog. The Bulls are seven point underdog. Now they're still missing Lonzo, Caruso, Patrick Williams. Vooch is questionable, I think. So maybe that's part of it. Um, but that Embiid Harden seems to be their favorite in like every game they play in right now. So check that out if you're interested in that line. Um, the Hawks are a seven and a half point favorite against the Pistons. I guess that one's fine. Spurs two and a half point favorite at home against the Lakers. <laughs> who would who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? <laughs> who would have thought that the Spurs in March would be a two and a half point favorite against the Lakers? Check out all that stuff on Bet Online. It's not just basketball. They have hockey, boxing, UFC odds right in front of you with all the good information head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online it's where the game starts all right isaac harris let's get into this mavericks team so the mavs pr tweeted out this stat and i was interested and in i looked into it more the mavs have uh this season been down by 10 or more points uh, a bunch of times <laughs> but they've won 13 games in which they were down by 10 points or more at any point during this game. And a lot of them have come in the last two months or so. They've trailed by 21 points against the Warriors, 
They trailed by 19 points against the Kings, and they came back and won both those games. The Kings game was even without Luka. Uh, what is what was changed about this team? Why has this team been so good now? And we almost feel like, all right, they're down, and you almost feel when you're watching them, okay, I have more confidence in this team that they can actually make this comeback now. I'm going to say something that some people would be like, hey, this is like cliche or kind of dumb that you're going to credit this to it. Because you can go to a lot of different angles, right? You can go coaching staff. You can say Luca's been more efficient. You can say well, Luca didn't play in the last game. They were down nineteen. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put the umbrella up and just do the team chemistry umbrella. I think team chemistry is one of the most underrated things in in all of sports. And when you see something special between a team bonding, it 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 means so much. Like what I, I said on yesterday's pod, but like the whole Memphis thing, like Memphis is like everybody's darlings right now because of how much they love each other. Jaw scores 50 and they're all out there like taking a team picture. I love it. Like sign me up for all that. Hook it all up to my veins. I love good team chemistry. And man, this Mavericks team is right up there. Like these guys love each other. Like to see these yes. guys at post game, Doran Finney Smith get the water bottle treatment and all the guys hitting him and stuff. What Theo listen, Pinson. Listen to them talk about each other in post game, yeah. right? Like, listen, all that stuff is huge. Like, like the Mavs have have posted the clips, you know, I think it was yesterday on Dinwiddie talking about Theo Pinson, like yeah. you know, in post game. And he was oh. like joking and stuff about it. He's he's at, not good enough. First. He's not good enough looking to be in my family was an incredible line from Dinwiddie. But then, you know, he he makes his you know his shots, his jokes and stuff. But then on the back end of that quote, you know, was him saying he's the best hype man in the league. Yeah. And to have this guy that is up and you know, I had a, a friend of mine who went to the game, who went to King's game, you know, also over the weekend. He asked me, he's like, hey, is that who was in the sweatshirt and the stuff like on the that was always standing <laughs> up? That was like looked like yep. he was, you know, he's acting like assistant stuff. Like that's Theo Pinson, man. And like just to see how they've embraced Dinwiddie, see how much they, you know, when Dinwiddie had the podium, we say podium game, but like the Bally Sports game where he got the headset after yeah. the game, and to see the guys come up and hit him and all this stuff, they got nicknames for you know Ferrari Doe, like all this, like it. This these guys really do like each other, and a, you know a portion of the team, you know, you would see that they loved hanging out with each other. You, when you saw it in the bubble in 2020, yep. that, you know, they're a lot of fun and stuff, but it feels like the whole like collective team has this. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. With the boot boot and all is like st- cheering up like there, like we all love Boban and all, but it's, it's bigger than just Boban's your team chemistry mascot that everybody likes. No, yeah. it's bigger than Boban. Now if, if something's bigger than Boban, is that possible? <laughs> And I, I just, I just love what this team. I love what they are collectively, and you, I think you could even lump in the coaching staff with that too. It feels like Kid is one of the guys, right? Like the Cali Kaplan, you know, tw- you know, quote about you know kids and you know, you know he's playing cards with Luke on the plane. Like yeah. there's just, it feels like the whole coaching staff roster and everybody have this collective family team team chemistry thing, and I. Disagree with me all you want, but I think that credits a lot of these things. And when the going gets tough and when you're down 21, you know who you want to fight for? People you know is in your corner. That's who I want to go to battle for. And it's like, I think that it it means so much more than I think of what a lot of us could even imagine. Absolutely. I'm going to echo everything that you just said. I couldn't have said it better, so I'm going to go a different way. Um, I think that it's also because of the on court, they have an identity. They have this identity, yeah. which is which is shaped by all that stuff too. All the chemistry and all that, you know, is shaped by this identity. If there was questions about shots and questions about, you know, who's gonna do what and where am I gonna get my minutes and all that kind of stuff, then their identity is their identity as a team is harder to get. 
you know, i.e. Washington Wizards right now <laughs> and everything that Dinwiddie and Bertans have said about the Wizards. Um, this Mavericks team is is a really, really good defensive team. They have That's what they've become, and they can get back into games because of their defense. They get back in games with their defense, and they can just kind of like, slowly but surely get back. They're not this team's going to go on these crazy offensive runs, uh, but they're going to stop you and get stops and get stops and get stops, and then they'll score on the other end and eventually chip back down, chip that lead back down. So this year, so far, they've had 13 wins when they were down at t- by 10 points at any point during the game. Uh, last year, they had s- only seven wins when they were down by 10 points or more at any at any point. Uh, their biggest win last year was a 17 point comeback against the Lakers with no LeBron, um, which is you know whatever. Um, two years ago, remember when the team was incredible off one of the best offenses we'd ever seen? They came back and won. 14 games when they were down by at least 10 and they had a big comeback win against, you know, the jazz 20, they were down 22 points. Uh, Luca's rookie year. They only did it four times. <laughs> so if you think about those numbers to me, what that says is this year that the maps have done it 13 times last year, seven the year before that 14 and then Luca's rookie year four times this year. And you know, that two years ago you had an identity Two years ago, the team was, we're going to be incredible offensively. No one's going to be able to stop us. We have the one of the best, off, we have the, the best offensive rating in NBA history, right? So we can get back into games just solely based on our offense, being able to spread the floor with KP, being able to score with Luka and Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. doing their thing and all that stuff. You have so much firepower. And then this year, it's on the defensive end. Uh, and that helps you win games as well. Having that identity, knowing what your team is about. Last year, it was sort of a wash on both. Um, the offense just wasn't as good as it was the year before. So they just didn't have as many comebacks. Their defense was still bad. So it was like, what are we, how are we really getting back in some of these games? Yeah, because you, you have a foundation now that you build everything on top of. To when Luca's out, you're not just crumbling. And you're like, you're not having to change up your whole game plan. You're not having to rethink things on the fly. You're not having to redraw up a whole new offense around, you know, Porzingis trying to get in post touches. And where's all the other guys going? No, you just put Dinwiddie into the starting lineup. You're like, we'll keep our same system. We're still going to switch. We're still going to play small ball. We're playing everything the same way. We obviously just don't have our top five player in the league in Luka, but them being able to come back against the Kings, I think is a testament to not just team chemistry and all that, but the coaching staff and what they, this system, this identity, the fact that they know who they are, that they can rely on that and they use that to be able to come back in a game without Luca. It, it's so, it's so fun knowing what this team is. Like, yes. I feel, I haven't felt this way about a Mavericks team in what, three years? Like, I mean, it's it just, I think two years ago, I think when they had the best offense in NBA history, I think we felt this way about the team. Like we felt like there was a confidence. They were, they had just, you know, KP was playing. I felt like we had a confidence, but maybe not, maybe not as high as it is now, but I felt we felt like that two years ago. I think. I guess. Yeah. I guess pre bubble KP that stretch there. If you remember that like a month or two and like KP was on a run and yeah, I guess that was the only time where you kind of, but even, yeah, I would say even that though, it's like, even when he- and KP was like fully healthy, you still had two different styles. Like you still had sure. like, you know, Porzingis, you know, wanting the to post touches like, and when Luca's out, the offense changed a little bit. Like nothing's changing now. Like they, they are who they are. And now we'll see if it, ha- what does it lead to success in the playoffs? And one of the biggest things in the playoffs, one of the biggest games is happening tonight against Utah in Dallas. Like, this is a massive game, like a huge game. They're 0-2 against Utah this season. 
They they really, really need this game, not just for standings, but when it comes to tiebreakers and all that stuff, like they, they need this game. And did that factor into Luka not playing against the Kings? Maybe. Yes. Gave him a couple extra days. Like, we got to get this win against Utah. I think it did. I think they said, "Hey, sorry Slovenia fans, but we're going to we're going to rest him against the Kings on a random 4 p.m. game and actually play him against this against the Jazz." Luca is probable with that left toe. They call it a left toe sprain in the injury report today, which is interesting. Wow. Uh, I thought that was a, a different verbiage than we had before. Brunson is questionable with a foot contusion. Maxi is also questionable. He's been out for the last two games. I, I expect them both to play. We'll see if they do or not, but um yeah, Conley sat out against the you know against OKC, but just for maintenance. So uh, it seems like the Jazz are going to be fully healthy coming into this. They did have to play last night in in OKC, and they had to play all the way through the game because the Jazz are frisky or the the Thunder are frisky, and they came back they came back and made it like a nine point game or something like that late. So they had to play all their guys. But this is a big game for the Mavs. We'll see what happens now. Watch them you know sit Luca, and <laughs> everything just kind of goes out the window from what we just said. But uh, if the Mavs win this game. They can get to within a half game of the Jazz, which is pretty big. And now the Jazz are only a game, they're only a game and a half, two and a half out from the Grizzlies and and the Warriors for for uh for number two, which is wild. <laughs> After the Grizzlies lost. And then the the Nuggets once, the Mavs are only a game up on them. There's just all kinds of movement can happen. Like that, uh, that two through six in the West is like not set right now. It seems like it sort of is. We kind of settled into, well, it'll be Memphis or or Utah for the Mavs, but it's not it's not set yet. So, lots still to move. We'll have that podcast for you right after the game. We'll break it all down. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA, the local experts covering all the biggest stories. Jackson Gatlin has uh, has us on the show. I think one of us, one of us on the show Ooh. today. And so you can hear from us. Go to the Locked On NBA. I host on Thursdays, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.